Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The New Statesman. You're listening to audio long reads from The New Statesman, the best of our reported features and essays read aloud. In this episode, Era of the Rogue Superpower, What Trump's Bid Means for the US, Russia and China, written and read by me, Katie Stallard. This article was the international cover story for the 16th of November 2022 issue of The New Statesman and published on the website on the 18th of November. When he first ran for the governorship of Florida in 2018, Ron DeSantis was so grateful for Donald Trump's endorsement and so desperate to appeal to his supporters that he filmed a campaign ad showing him reading aloud to his infant son from Trump, The Art of the Deal, and demonstrating how to build the wall using toy blocks. The video then showed him putting his son to bed wearing a Make America Great Again sleep suit, with the Donald Trump flag draped over the side of the cot. At one point, a message on the screen flashed up, Ron DeSantis, Pitbull Trump defender. Four years later, celebrating his re-election as governor by an almost 20 percentage point margin in the US midterms on the 8th of November, DeSantis didn't even mention Trump's name. Walking out onto the stage with his family to deliver his victory speech in Tampa, he called it a win for the ages and claimed to have rewritten the political map. During this campaign, it wasn't Trump who was depicted as DeSantis's benefactor, but God. And on the eighth day, God looked down at his planned paradise and said, I need a protector, intoned the narrator during one television commercial as it cut to footage of the Florida governor. So God made a fighter. Yet Trump's brand of grievance politics endures. In his victory speech, DeSantis lashed out at skyrocketing crime in cities governed by leftist politicians, along with medical authoritarianism, DeSantis speak for mask and vaccine mandates, and the woke agenda. DeSantis presents himself as a tireless warrior battling a tyrannical woke elite hell-bent on abolishing America's cherished freedoms. With a camera-ready smile and frequent references to his Ivy League education, he holds degrees from Harvard and Yale, he projects a more conventional image than Trump. His wife, Casey DeSantis, a former TV news anchor, advises him on his media appearances. But his underlying message is the same. America is threatened, and only a fighter like him can save it. 
We fight the woke in the legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations, he proclaimed in a wannabe Churchillian register. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Over at the Mar-a-Lago Resort in Palm Beach, Florida, Trump sat beneath a giant screen playing Fox News at an election night party. There wasn't much to celebrate. With the exception of J.D. Vance, the author of Hillbilly Elegy, who won the Senate race in Ohio, many of the candidates the former president had endorsed were having a bad night. Mehmet Oz, a TV personality known as Dr. Oz, who Trump had fated at a rally just before the election, was defeated by his Democratic opponent John Fetterman in Pennsylvania. The far-right Trump supporter Doug Mastriano lost the race to become the state's governor by 14 points. Having arrived at the party to applause and expectations of a red wave, Trump made only a few brief remarks to reporters, calling it an interesting evening before leaving. The next day, the Murdoch-owned New York Post published a large photograph of DeSantis on its front page with the headline, De Future. Fox News' website declared Trump the biggest loser. The recriminations within the Republican Party were also underway, with the retiring Pennsylvania Senator Pat Toomey blaming Trump for the disappointing results as his own seat flipped to the Democrats. Speaking at the White House on the 9th of November, Joe Biden declared it a good day for democracy and said the midterm results had prompted a sigh of relief across America. But the threat to the republic posed by the Trumpified GOP is far from over. Trump himself was already effectively campaigning to be the Republican nominee for the presidency in 2024 ahead of these elections, even before he announced his formal candidacy on the 15th of November. He has staged huge rallies in key battleground states such as Ohio, Pennsylvania and Arizona to energize his base. He will not quietly cede the limelight to DeSantis or anyone else. The struggle for control of the Republican Party will be ugly but so will the presidential election in 2024. Regardless of who the final contenders are, the US political system faces a profound test with two years of bitterly divided government and the far right wing of the GOP determined to make its presence felt if the Republicans secure control of the House. The consequences of America's domestic reckoning will be felt around the world. The US is, of course, not the only great power where politics is becoming less predictable and authoritarian figures hold sway. In Russia, Vladimir Putin has reached what the scholar Andrei Kolesnikov calls his Stalin phase, reportedly isolated, paranoid, and convinced of his own omnipotence in the manner of the late Soviet dictator as he wages war on Ukraine. In China, too, Xi Jinping has removed his rivals and surrounded himself with acolytes at the start of his third term in power, ordering his military to prepare for war as he restates his country's claim to the self-governing island of Taiwan. Putin will be counting on political dysfunction in the US to undermine support for Ukraine. Xi will be watching and perhaps hoping that Trumpian isolationism will triumph again in 2024. During his post-midterm speech, Biden recounted how he had traveled to the G7 summit in Cornwall in June 2021 for his first in-person meeting with fellow leaders of major democracies. There, he had one clear message for his counterparts, which he delivered repeatedly in public and in private. America is back. Where his predecessor had threatened to withdraw from NATO and to take US troops out of Germany and South Korea, 
Biden insisted that the Trump presidency had been an aberration, and America's leading role in the world and support for its allies was assured. For how long, he recalled the G7 leaders responding. The key questions that had recurred over the 17 months since, he said, were, is the United States stable? Are we the same democracy we've always been? While some of the most extreme Trump-backed candidates were rejected by the electorate on the 8th of November, at least 125 Republicans who have cast doubt on the results of the 2020 presidential election won their races. This includes far-right figures such as Marjorie Taylor Greene, a congresswoman from Georgia who has repeatedly claimed that the 2020 presidential election was stolen and once helped to spread the conspiracy theories of the political movement QAnon, which claims that a global cabal of satanic pedophiles has secretly taken power. If the Republicans win a majority in the House, senior figures have already vowed to use congressional committees to investigate Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, over his alleged links to Chinese and Ukrainian companies while his father was vice president, and to scrutinize the chaotic US withdrawal from Afghanistan in 2021. Green has called for Congress to impeach Biden, although this is unlikely to happen. As well as the prospect of endless partisan investigations and legislative deadlock if the GOP regains the House, the next two years would see further brinkmanship over the federal debt limit, which must be raised in 2023 for the US to avoid defaulting on its debt. Failure to do so could plunge the country into a recession and risk millions of jobs, as well as destabilizing global markets. The resurgence of America first politics and the Trumpian wing of the Republican Party also matters for the war in Ukraine. At a campaign rally before the midterm elections, Green vowed that if the Republicans won, not another penny would go to Ukraine. Our country comes first, she told the cheering crowd. J.D. Vance, the Peter Thiel-funded senator-elect from Ohio, has made similar demands. We've got to stop the money spigot to Ukraine eventually, he said in September. I think we're at the point where we've given enough money in Ukraine. I really do. This is not just a fringe view. Kevin McCarthy, who hopes to become the new Speaker of the House, has warned that a Republican-controlled House will not write a blank check for Ukraine. Tucker Carlson, who hosts one of the country's most-watched cable news shows on Fox News and has been touted as a future presidential contender, has repeatedly criticised Volodymyr Zelensky's government and questioned the US approach to the war. The return of an even more embittered Trump to national politics before the 2024 election will only aggravate this debate. He has interfered with past aid packages to Ukraine, holding up almost $400 million in military aid in 2019 when he was president, as he pressed Zelensky to investigate Hunter Biden, action which resulted in Trump's first impeachment. His admiration for Putin, whom he has continued to praise as smart even after Russia's invasion, has raised concerns about long-term U.S. support for Ukraine if Trump, or a Trump-like figure, enters the White House after the next election. This article will continue after this break. For the text version of this article and all our long reads, subscribe to The New Statesman for just £1 a week for 12 weeks using our special podcast offer. Just visit www.newstatesman.com forward slash podcast offer.
If you're enjoying our audio long reads, you might also like the New Statesman's international news podcast, World Review. Twice a week, the international team unpack the most significant stories in world affairs and interview special guests for their unique perspective and expertise. Get better informed with World Review, available wherever you get your podcasts. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Despite Joe Biden's assurances, there are some areas in which America is not coming back, no matter who is in power. Economic policy has shifted away from absolute globalization towards protectionism. Biden has shown no interest in rejoining the revised Trans-Pacific Partnership, a 12-nation free trade agreement that was meant to be the centerpiece of US engagement in the Asia-Pacific before Trump withdrew the US from it. Similarly, Trump's approach to China has become the consensus. While Biden has put more emphasis than his predecessor on working with US allies, there is striking continuity in their approaches to Beijing. Biden has declined to roll back Trump-era tariffs on Chinese imports. Instead, he has introduced sweeping new restrictions on exports of advanced semiconductor technology, warning that the contest with China has entered a decisive decade in language that could just as easily have come from the Trump administration. This plays well at home. According to polling by the Pew Research Center earlier this year, 82% of US voters surveyed had an unfavorable view of China, up from 47% in 2018. It found that both Democrats and Republicans supported a more assertive stance against Beijing, with almost two-thirds of Republicans stating that limiting China's power and influence should be a top political priority. As the race for the White House in 2024 intensifies, the parties will try to surpass one another in the potency of their anti-China rhetoric, 
which will also mean signaling their support for Taiwan's security. Since coming to power, Biden has stated publicly on four separate occasions that the U.S. military would defend Taiwan if the island was attacked, appearing to depart from the previous approach of strategic ambiguity. This has prompted fury from Beijing and contributed to rising tensions between the two powers. When Nancy Pelosi, as U.S. House Speaker, traveled to Taiwan with a congressional delegation in August, China responded by conducting live fire drills around the island and firing missiles over the capital, Taipei. McCarthy plans to make his own visit if he becomes Speaker, no doubt flanked by Republicans eager to prove their toughness on China and determined to be even more hawkish than the Democrats. The tension will only increase as Taiwan enters its own presidential election cycle, with the current leader Tsai Ing-wen, who has been careful to avoid antagonizing Beijing due to step down in 2024. The new US Congress will undoubtedly approve more arms sales to Taiwan and could soon designate it a major non-NATO ally, a status given to Israel, Japan and South Korea, amongst others. Beijing will retaliate. On the morning after the midterms, she was pictured on the front page of the People's Daily newspaper visiting a command centre in military uniform. He has no intention of backing down in the face of any perceived threat to China's claim to Taiwan. Trump has already activated battle mode. On the 10th of November, he released a furious statement berating Ron DeSantis, or as he has begun calling him, Ron DeSanctimonious, as an average Republican governor who had come to him in desperate shape and only won in 2018 because of his endorsement. He's trying to intimidate DeSantis into not challenging him for the Republican nomination, threatening to release damaging information on the governor if he does. The possibility of a DeSantis victory in the Republican presidential primaries should provide no relief. DeSantis has said little about his views on foreign policy, beyond promising to be the most pro-Israel governor in America. But his reactionary politics are clear. He has signed a law banning classroom instruction on sexual orientation in early school years and has pitted himself against so-called critical race theory. He has belittled children for wearing masks during the COVID-19 pandemic, helped to fuel vaccine skepticism, and refused to say publicly whether he accepts that Biden won the 2020 election. Instead, he has established a new state agency, the Office of Election Crimes and Security, to tackle the negligible issue of voter fraud. In short, he has demonstrated that he will do whatever is necessary to get and keep power within the Republican Party, including riling up the far-right base. The global order is nearing a tipping point, warned Freedom House, a non-profit organisation that monitors the status of freedom and democracy around the world, earlier this year. If democracy's defenders do not work together to help guarantee freedom for all people, the authoritarian model will prevail. For the US, that work must start at home in repairing its own democracy, where trust in institutions has reached an all-time low and an estimated 70% of Republican voters do not believe that Biden was legitimately elected president. And that was before the re-emergence of Donald Trump and the prospect of a return to deadlocked government. When Joe Biden asked on the 9th of November whether the US was stable and its allies could depend on it, he surely intended those questions to be rhetorical. 
But the next two years and the battle for political control in 2024 will determine the answer. We're about to find out whether it was Trump or Biden that was the aberration after all. Era of the Rogue Superpower, What Trump's Bid Means for the US, Russia and China, was written and read by Katie Stallard. If you enjoyed this episode, have a listen to The Making and Meaning of Georgia Maloney by Jeremy Cliff. The link is in the show notes below. This has been Audio Longreads from The New Statesman. This episode was produced by May Robson. The commissioning editor was Megan Gibson. Melissa Deans is the features editor, and the executive producer was Chris Stone. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to like, subscribe, and rate the show. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.